application season is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. And to those who have secured an internship or entry-level job, fantastic work. You're probably not listening. But to the majority of you who are still looking, that is perfectly okay. Keep working a little bit every day, and good things will happen. Today, I have someone that recruits for a living and wants to give you the necessary tools and mindset to succeed in your internship or job search. Michelle Fredericks is a talent coordinator at Code and Theory, one of AdAge's top agencies to work for in 2020. Highly awarded, they are a digital agency headquartered on the 62nd floor of the One World Trade Center. And right now, they're tasked with the rebrand for the Washington football team, which I thought was very interesting when we talked about it. Michelle helps run Code and Theory's year-round internship program. I'll say it again, year-round internship program. And as of March 30th, when we recorded this, she was looking for interns. So head over to our Instagram account, entering ad, click the link to see what applications are currently open. So why should you listen? Two big things. If you're looking to break into recruiting, which I think is very interesting, this is for you. Or if you're a current advertising student or recent grad looking to gain some competitive edge in your application, this will definitely help. We talk it all, we go over references, cover letter hacks, phone screen tips on that first interview, LinkedIn easy fixes. These are all quick, tangible tips you can apply today. Michelle even grades my resume at one part of the episode, and I have some work to do, I'll admit. So head over to our Instagram, entering ad to see Michelle's recommended resources and to connect with her on LinkedIn. All this here on the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. And as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberger. Kick it, Mike. Michelle Fredericks, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Podcast. We were just chatting before, and now I'm super excited because you do a lot of amazing things over at Code and Theory. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Yes, this is going to be awesome. Your role at Code and Theory, which is like a top ten ad age uh, agency of like 2020. I don't. I, I remember flipping through the magazine. I was like, I got to get somebody from Code and Theory. They're so <laughs> cool. Um, but you're a talent coordinator, and yes. that's huge because you deal with future talent. People interviewing our audience happen to be students that will be interviewing soon, either for an internship or for a full-time job. So you might have some knowledge to share. I definitely do. (laughs) Good, good. So tell us about yourself and the role. Like what is a talent coordinator? Like what's Code and Theory about? Give us the whole rundown. Yeah, so I'll start with a little bit about Code and Theory. Um, We're a digital first creative agency located in New York City. Um, We have a few offices located across the US, um, an office in London as well. Um, And pretty much what we're here to do is deliver really creative and awesome products for our clients. Um, So I've been with Code for a little bit over a year now. Um, What I do is anything from recruiting to owning a candidate experience from the first time that I reach out to someone um, to their first day coming in and greeting them. Um, So I'm just making sure that every single person that walks through our door or right now our virtual door um, (laughs) has a great Mm -hmm. experience and is excited to work with us. Um, So that's a little bit um, about what we do um, and what I do specifically at Code. Um, I've been in the talent slash HR industry for the past three years, um, starting off at 
WaveMaker, which is a WPP agency under mm -hmm. Group M, um, working there for about a year on the HR side, um, and then switching over um, to the recruiting side. Nice, nice. And I think this is going to be an interesting episode, and I want to balance it out. I think one side of the coin is, you know, how did you get into HR? How did you get into talent, um, being a talent coordinator? So, because that is a role that our listeners might want to pursue. The other yeah. half of the coin, the other side of the coin is how can we get people that are listening better chances at getting a job or or an internship? Because I know you have a lot of insights there. So um, let's start off like where you're from, like where did you go to college and how did you like, stumble into this HR talent coordinator world? Yeah, so I'm originally from Long Island, which is um, right outside of New York City. Um, I actually, when I was about 16, 17 years old, um, I was really involved in the business classes at my high school um, and my teacher, um, who I still actually, you know, talk to this day, and she's my mentor still, she used to be in HR. Um, so my school had a program for um, unpaid internships. So what I did was I worked for AHRC, which is a nonprofit for adults with disabilities. Um, and I actually did about one day, I randomly did about 30 mock interviews, um, was not prepared at all. I okay. was 17 old, really young, um, didn't know much about HR at 17 years old. Um, and I was able to kind of feel that I had a, a really big desire to do recruiting, to help other people. Um, it felt really good to be able to give advice to others on how they can get a job. And it's a really big moment in their life. Um, so from there, mm -hmm. I decided I wanted to study human resource management in college. Um, so I had attended um, the State University of New York up at Oswego. Um, so all the way up there in the cold and the tundra. <laughs> um, and I received my bachelor's in human resource management. So I took classes anywhere from staffing to compensation, um, business law, employment law, labor relations, all that fun stuff. Um, I actually received um, my first internship was at Group M. Um, so I spent a little bit of time in the, in the WPP realm. Um, yep. And I did everything from helping recruit for their entry level roles, um, doing a little bit um, of stuff with their intern program as well. So planning for the interns, doing lunch and learns, um, helping onboard employees, doing reporting. Um, so I really got a, a big understanding of what HR is, what recruiting is, um, and decided that was really the path I wanted to go on. Um, I graduated in 2018 with my degree, and actually that month I started at WaveMaker, which is an agency under Group M, um, yep. and I started as an HR um, associate over there. So I did everything from onboarding, offboarding, um, doing exit interviews, doing a little bit of reporting, um, engaging any of the employees any way I can. So doing like cultural events, um, learning and development stuff, um, and then after about a year being there, I decided wanted to go into the HR um, recruiting side a little bit more, um, did a contract over at Wonderman Thompson, learned the basics of recruiting, learned everything I need to know to how to make a great candidate experience. Um, and then the rest is history. I've been at Code for the past um, year and a few days now. So um, I've kind of worked all over the, the, the place with HR and recruiting, employee engagement, learning and development, um, really gave me a, a good base on what I wanted to do. What did it, where did it stem from again? What was the, where were you volunteering at that, that you got that interview experience at? What was that first real taste? It's the HRC. Um, so I believe they're only located in New York um, around Long okay. Island, but what they do is they have different group homes for adults with developmental disabilities. Um, they have different work programs for them to get involved in, um, different volunteer programs all across the island. 
Um, wow. So it's, it's a really great organization. I really uh, encourage people to look up the work they do, um, support them in any way they can. Nice, nice. And you, how old were you when you did that? I was 17. So I was wow. really young. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And then look at that. So that experience really shaped your path for the future, what you wanted to do. And the, what's the difference now between, tell me, because I don't know very much about this world, this side of uh, advertising and, and, and the business world. Um, tell me the difference between like HR and then recruiting and like what, because when I hear those two things, I kind of think they kind of fall in the same bucket. Is that true? Tell me like what are the, some of those differences and similarities? Yeah, I think they do fall under the, the same umbrella. So HR is kind of the umbrella term where there's um, learning and development within that. There's employee engagement. Um, there's recruiting. Um, some places will have one department that does everything. Some places will have separate departments. Um, in most cases, for most advertising agencies, they'll have separate departments. Um, we work closely together. Um, for the mm -hmm. most part, the recruiting team is the one that's going to be finding the candidates, posting the jobs, um, bringing really good talent in. And then the HR team is the handoff for when we um, bring really great talent in, they accept the offer, and then we hand them off to them to do the onboarding. Um, and then they'll be able to kind of manage their career when it comes to promotions, um, development plans, reviews, um, and then eventually um, offboarding if they decide to leave. Okay. And talent uh, coordinator is more of that recruiting side yeah. of things? Yeah. So and I now... work solely on the recruiting side. Okay. So solely on the recruiting side, which is what we like to hear. I think that's what students want to learn about and seeing your perspective of what you're looking for when you're looking through resumes. Like what you what what goes through your mind when you're doing that screening interview? What goes through your mind like when you're picking which candidate goes through and which one doesn't? Um, mm -hmm. And we don't have to get into all those specific details, but I'm sure that's exciting for students. Like how can they better their position and their application, their resume, the cover letters, just the whole gamut of of just the the internship application and also the the regular entry level application. And there's a lot we, we can unpack there. But yeah. <laughs> before, before I, I, you mentioned before the interview, maybe during this interview, you mentioned that you are a uh, pretty big part of the internship at Code and Theory, which is yes. a digital agency that's doing great work. Can we highlight some of the great work that you guys are doing now? Because people need to know why they should apply and look into it. Because you were telling me, I, I was super impressed. Yeah, so I mean, some of the, the recent projects that people definitely have seen, um, whether they're watching TV or um, just scrolling through Instagram, um, we've been doing some work for the Washington football team. So doing some rebranding work there, mm -hmm. um, which comes with creating a, a new team name. Um, we've been doing updates to the CN Magic Wall. So anyone that's been seeing John King in action during election time um, yeah, will know. He's awesome. Yeah, and the memes that, that came with it too are crazy too. We yep. um we had a lot of fun with all the memes and the tweets. So that what were was the out role? <laughs> what was like the role with the wall and you guys? Because you guys, what what was? How did you guys fit in all that? Yeah, so um, it's actually not a product we originally created. Um, it's more so um something we've been doing updates to for the the past the past few years. So um you know just like making updates to it, whether it's new functions. Um, so the physical. New ways Smart structure TV screen? Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, which is a really interesting product if you think about it, um, because generally you're working on websites or um, apps, you know, that millions yep. of users are using compared to, 
a product like the magic wall, which is catered to one person essentially. Um, so yep. it's, it's a really fun project to work on. Um, the team's worked really hard on that the past few years. Um, and every year there's always updates to it, um, ways to make it better, getting feedback from viewers, things like that. Could I buy one? I mean, if you, if you got the money. <laughs> oh, I don't have John King money, but everybody go I look that either. up. I mean, you probably remember during the election, uh, he was on that thing for like hours, like straight, like probably like 12 hours straight, just nonstop oh, yeah. pointing. And, and, and he was, he's just on point with the whole, uh, coverage. So cool that you guys do that. What else? Um, so Washington football team rebrand, which is huge. If you're a sports fan, I don't know if we have a lot of sports fan that listen, but, um, do you have any hints, any secrets that you want to I tell us? What, what are we thinking? Tell you. <laughs> Come on, give us one little, um, one I know little tease. as much as the next person. Um, but sure. I, I do know it's going to be good because it's coming from code and every product that comes out of here is, is awesome. Ah, so I, very good plug. I think, yeah, I think yep. we'll find out soon enough. Um, but you have to, to wait and see. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot that goes into that. And, and there, um, are there any other agencies? There's got to be other agencies and other uh, groups working on that too, because that's like a probably a huge endeavor. I believe it's just it's just us um, specifically okay. on this project. See, um, look at that. That's awesome. Yeah, and it, it's it's weird sometimes to think of a football team, an NFL football team, as a company, um, but they are our yeah. client, and um, it's client. really exciting to work on stuff like that. Um, so we're working on anything mm -hmm. from you know travel and hospitality to finance to healthcare um, to education and everything in between. So I, How I many... think that's something exciting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How many people work there? And you said it was about 20 years old. So not too old, not too young, probably a good sweet spot for an agency age. Yeah. So I'd say total we're about 500 people. Um, we do okay. have a few agencies we've acquired over the year. So we have, um, media current, which is over outside of Georgia. And then we also have an agency, um, rhythm, which we've acquired over the years. That's over in Irvine in California. Nice. Er you said rhythm. Yeah. Rhythm. Nice. That's a cool name. Are you guys uh, 500 people going? Where's your office located in person when it, when it is in person? Yeah, we're located in One World Trade. So we have a beautiful office with wow. 360 views of, yeah, on the 62nd look, floor too. So we have amazing look at that. views. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Nice. Yeah, Hopefully you guys really can awesome. go back. Hopefully you guys can go back soon. Wow. I've been yeah. to New York once. No, twice. Twice. Well, next time and you so got to check out the office then. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hopefully by, you know, it's soon and hopefully we can go back in the office. But that's, that's got to be awesome. The building's nice. Cool amenities and all that. Ping pong table. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. We have um, the whole floor to ourselves currently. Um, and then the building itself also has um, different amenities for anyone who works in the building. So they have a cafe. Um, they have ping pong tables. Um, mm -hmm. They also host events throughout the building too. So right now sure. they're doing them virtual. They have yoga classes. Um, they're doing some musical theater classes this month too. Um, they've had nice. some like what at home kind say? of. Oh well, I don't actually I haven't attended any of them. Um, <laughs> oh come on, those um, are awesome. I know, I know, I should. Um, I've done some of their yoga classes, which are really great. It's like thirty minutes midday, so it's a really good way to kind of recharge. Um, keep your productivity up. And then um, they've yep. had, you know, like mimosas and yoga when we were back in the office. Um, we've had yep. some like um, different events where they they sent home um, an air plant terrarium, which is really cool. And it's the only plant I could keep alive because nice. I 
it's easy and <laughs> low maintenance, yeah. but um, a lot cool. of really great perks. Yeah. All right. All right. So enough about the physical amenities, because those are great, but those are not what make an agency experience for an intern or a uh, entry level associate. Those are nice. Sometimes agencies can sell those and they over yeah. if, they, if they're overselling <laughs> those amenities, which you're not doing, of course. But if you're going like a website, it's like, oh, we have a ping pong table like that should be like a little bit of a red flag. So tell us now, what are some of those great benefits of being an intern i mean you run the internship program we we're talking about that before right tell us about your role with the internship program um just what can somebody expect to get out of it i know right now it's virtual so we're all making do and you know things are different now but you know what can somebody expect to do a virtual internship if you want to talk about what it was like in person you have the floor to talk about that yeah so this is actually my first time with code um really handling the internship program i've brought in interns before um, but really never at this level um, so far so essentially what our program is it's a three-month paid internship um, most of our interns work 40 hours a week sometimes it's a little bit more flexible if they have school nice. um, or other um, duties that they need to attend to um, but it's a really great program because they're working on real client work um, they're getting involved in clients um, working on project teams, getting the experience that really people get at junior level jobs elsewhere. Um, so it's a really awesome program because they get to really see if this is the type of industry they want to go in, um, yes. the level of work they're going to be doing, the pace of the work they want to be doing, because I'm sure you know that advertising moves at a very fast pace compared to some other entry level roles. Um, oh, yeah. So they definitely get to get really involved in the stuff. Um, we host Q&A sessions with all of our department leads. Um, so you might be a product strategy intern and you'll be able to meet the QA leads um, oh, and nice. the brand strategy leads um, and the, the interaction design leads. So it's a really great way for you to kind of make connections with people that you might not have had conversation with on a daily basis. Um, you also get paired up with not only a manager, but also a mentor that's outside of your discipline. Um, Ooh, so nice. yeah, so that's really great because um, they could give you like side projects and ways to improve their portfolio and also gives you kind of not so outside, but a little bit of an outside point of view to how you could work better with different departments, how you could um, improve the work you're doing from a different set of eyes um, outside of your discipline. So it's a really great way for you to kind of um, expand yourself as an all over creative person. Uh, is the application open now? Yes. Yeah, so we actually do take interns all year round. Um, so if you're looking for an internship in the next few weeks, if you're looking for an internship starting in the fall. Um, what do you mean all year interns. round? Like I, have, anybody can apply anytime? Yep. So we have a posting and what you do is you'll apply um, and pick what your top two choices are. So um, we have internships in copywriting, um, interaction design, product strategy, brand strategy, analytics, tech, HR, finance, everything under the sun. Um, yep. And we're taking intern interns pretty much all year round. So we like to always have interns around us. We feel like they bring a really great perspective to the work we're doing. Um, they bring a lot of value to the company, especially having fresh eyes, um, fresh minds coming in. Mm -hmm. So we do take interns all year round. Um, but there's gotta be interns. like a big summer, summer like hiring, right? For interns, is it like more at, more open positions? Yeah, sometimes um, we're definitely looking for um, a good group of interns right now. 
Um, but we generally have at least, um, we're aiming to have at least 10 to 15 people at one time, um, interning with us. Okay. Um, so nice. it's not like a 50, a 50 person intern class, right. um, right. but you'll definitely still get that group feeling, um, be able to, to interact and, and create friendships with the interns you're working with too. So, um, yeah. we do take interns all year round. Um, we're always looking for good talent. Um, we're always looking to give people opportunities. Nice. Nice. So the key highlights here that I, I was impressed with was all year round, whenever, you know, there's, is there a website that people can go to? What's, what are they, what do they search for that? Yep. Um, on our code and theory website, which is just codeandtheory.com. If you go to the career site, um, the careers page, it's one of the, the first postings on there. We'll say 2021 internships. Um, you could apply right there. Um, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, kind of chat about it too. I'm open to talking to people and telling them a little bit more about it. Love that. Love that for our audience. Um, what else was the benefit? So year round, I like that they're, you know, they're getting thrown into a team. They're not getting coffee or virtual coffee. I don't know. (laughs) They're, They're getting real experience and that's awesome. And I think a lot of internships are, have, it's hard to find like those old school, like crappy internships nowadays. I think people in the agencies, uh, they've, they've figured it out. I think for like the main, like the big companies have figured it out now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got better programs. People, uh, are actually getting a lot out of internships nowadays, which is good. Uh, but I like that you guys also pair up with a mentor. That's huge. Somebody outside of your discipline that you can reach out to internships are great. Like you said, you, fi- you can figure out what you really like, and you can also figure out what you really don't like, which is just as beneficial and there's exactly. no harm. No no foul you know it's in it's three months the agency's not gonna suffer if you, you know you're not gonna suffer too much like if you don't like it but we're mm-hmm. sure that's not the case with code and theory um you know it's just sometimes you got to figure out what you what you like and what your your uh work style is so that's why everybody listening knows that though like they the people know like why internships are great they want to know how do you get one i think <laughs> I think it's hard because, you know, especially with the pandemic, people are always jumping on these opportunities. There's still people looking for jobs since May uh, or my May 2020 graduating class that are still looking for jobs. They're still they might even be looking for internships right now. Some people listening. So now there's more competition and people are all waiting for summer. If you're a student, I think you can make an argument that internships might be even harder than entry level jobs. We could talk about that for a whole episode. Yeah. (laughs) But um, so give us your take, you know, like what what can students do? Any advice, you know, to either set themselves apart, proper etiquette, things you don't like, like what is like a big red flag? Like you're going to junk mail this application floor is yours and I'll we'll kind of just pick apart at it as we go. Yeah, I think there's a few things. I think my my biggest thing and it sounds cliche is to to make yourself stand out. Um, so when you're getting applications for an internship, there might be 300 other applicants in there. Um, so what can you do to make yourself stand out against the others? Um, so maybe that's, um, sprucing up your resume and making sure that your first, um, job that you have posted on there has your most important information on there. Um, writing a cover letter. I know cover letters suck and not everybody likes writing them. Um, I myself used to not like cover letters anymore. Um, but now being on the recruiting side of things. Um, they're really helpful and you know, how long though, like one page, a couple, like three, four paragraphs, nothing like nothing crazy. It's not like a big report, right? Yeah. I would say 
honestly, no, not even three paragraphs, really just like two okay. paragraphs. Um, the important thing is, and I see this happen a lot, is that people will write cover letters and just reiterate what's on their resume. And that's not what we want to say. Um, I could read your resume. I'll be able to see the experience you have. You don't need to, to write again what you've been doing. Um, your cover letter should be what sets you apart from other people and what's not on your resume that you want me to know. Um, because not everybody makes it to the recruiter phone screen stage. Um, not everyone's able to get to that point. Um, recruiters don't have enough time in the day to talk to 300 applicants. So you want to make sure on your cover letter, you have the reason that you say, okay, maybe my resume isn't the best. Maybe there's people out there with a better resume than me, but why do I stand out? So make sure in that first paragraph, you're talking about the experiences you have that have set you apart from other people, set you off from the, the stereotypical um, applicant of an internship um, and kind of set yourself apart from that in that sense. Um, I know that's cliche to say, to say no. stand out and you know. <laughs> well, the, but I, you know I, what I, I don't, think... and I wanna get your opinion. Like I know students now, especially people on the creative side, like they're doing these stunts, these big, you know, shows going viral uh sending videos getting like I, I i think there's merit to that and there is creativity if you're in the i get it if you're creative you gotta you know get attention we're, we're in an agency we're in an industry of attention but you know i kind of also just like what you're saying here just you know write the cover letter write the two paragraphs and that that's also enough you're saying right Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would I wouldn't make it too long just because no one wants to, you know, read an entire essay on top of a resume, but at the same time, in maybe five sentences, what can you write to set yourself apart Ooh. from someone else. Um, so I think that's really huge. Um, I, I know people usually in college and recent grads don't really want to write a cover letter, especially if you're applying to a ton of places and it's hard to keep up. Um, but I definitely think it's worth it, especially if it's an agency you're really interested in working for, um, yes. if you're really interested in the type of their work they're doing, put the mm -hmm. time into the application. I promise it'll be worth it. I love that. I love that. I always thought about it like, you know, how you have your dream schools and you have like your, your settle schools. I don't know what that middle term would be. And then you yeah. got your safety <laughs> schools. I guess you can kind of characterize that with agencies too. Like what are your dream agencies? Like put more time into it, you know, and then you got like your middle tier, like this is... <laughs> I don't know if that's the right advice, but, and then you got like your safety, like, you know, marketing jobs that are not even advertising, like sales mm -hmm. stuff. Um, so put the time in for those, write the five sentences. I didn't even know that was what you're looking for. I always did like two, three paragraphs. So I probably, that's probably why I didn't get a lot of look back and callbacks. So that's smart. Yeah. And I think um, every recruiter is different and everyone's looking for something different. Um, but I've definitely seen a pattern over the past few years that people are definitely looking for something extra to make them stand apart. So whether it's um, comparing the job description to your resume and proving through that cover letter why you're the right person for this role, um, or if it's your your 15 second elevator pitch, um, definitely just use that time and, and that space to be able to prove yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, and then any like resume, like is it really seven seconds you look at like a resume that, like what's what's the deal with that like yeah uh, how much like because we stress you know everybody stresses about their resume spend countless hours we're not even touching the portfolio conversation um do you look at portfolios i do um i generally work um across any internship and junior level roles so i look at portfolios yeah. for copywriters interaction designers motion designers um visual designers so um i'm i'm definitely working across all the disciplines 
Um, yep. My biggest thing is honestly LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is a free resource um, that anyone could use. You don't have to have a premium account, um, which is, it is helpful at times. Um, but I would say for most people, you don't need a premium account for, for LinkedIn. Yep. Um, use it to your advantage. Put a profile picture there. Um, make a creative title for yourself if you're not employed at the moment and you're looking for a new role. Ooh, like um, what? Set um, you know, like sometimes if you're looking to, I would say like someone looking to get into recruiting or an HR, um, you could write like talent professional, um, or talent connectors. I think what I have mine listed as, um, okay. yeah, um get creative kind with of, it. yeah. Like if it's, um, if you're a visual designer, um, make it something related to that, especially if you're um, a creative, if you're working as a visual designer or interaction designer, um, write something that's going to make you stand out, but also show up on LinkedIn searches for recruiters. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, make sure that you're you're putting all your experience in there, um, writing descriptions of what your experiences are. Um, we could do yeah. on LinkedIn Recruiter. We do Boolean searches, so um, we're looking for different keywords, different titles, oh. um, different experiences. Whether you're um, proficient in different types of um, softwares like Adobe Creative Suite or Google Analytics. Um, definitely have everything on your LinkedIn. Are um, you going like you do you? So whoever writes the, the job description is probably you or somebody else. You write the job description, you get, you have the job description. Are you taking those keywords from that job description and putting it in those searches, those Boolean searches? Yeah, often. So um, if a job often. description says we need someone, you know, that's experienced in Adobe creative suite. Um, when I'm doing a recruiter search, yeah, definitely have that on there. You could write out every single one you're proficient in. Um, mm -hmm. it's something that mm -hmm. we're looking for, you know, that some of those things are, um, not really negotiable. So when it comes to like a designer role, people need to have experience working in that type of software, things like that. Definitely use it to your advantage, put all of those skills, all the volunteer opportunities you have in your LinkedIn, fill it out to the full potential. Um, you know, you're not getting charged on how much you're filling out on your yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah. So you can have um, like unlimited skills too. If you have them like, and every time there's a job post, like it tells you all the skills they are looking for. Yeah. And like how you match up against other mm -hmm. candidates. Um, you could also set your profile to open to work. Um, you'll see yep. some people have the, the, the green little... circle. Um, yep, you don't need to have that, but you could still be open to work. Um, so generally only in, uh, recruiters will be able to see if you're open to work without that banner. Um, but we'll yeah. be able to see what kind of roles are open, um, do variations of roles. So if you're looking for, say, a role like mine, like a talent coordinator, um, you could write talent coordinator, talent acquisition coordinator, recruitment coordinator. Where do you write that? Um, where, where do you write um, that? Is that on the open to work section? Yep, on the open to work section, you could say what type of roles you're open to. So maybe you're open to internships, maybe you're open to a full-time contract freelance. Hmm. Um, you could say like the type of job you're looking for. So if it's a, a marketing coordinator or account executive um, or copywriter, or whatever it may be, um, put it in there, you know, it, but multiple it's helpful. If you can. Yeah, definitely multiple. Um, you know, like when I'm looking for, say if I was looking for a talent coordinator, um, it might not have the same title everywhere. If you're looking for an account person um, or a copywriter, oh, that's a good point. You know, there, there's not always um, alignment on titles across different agencies, right. um, especially if they're different types of agencies. If you're looking at a media agency versus a creative agency, um, definitely have your options open when you're looking for um, when you're setting your thing open to work. Um, it's a really great tool. I mean, it's it's something that when recruiters are doing searches, they could set up a different. Um, function on there they'll only look for people who are open to work um huh. and it's a really great function i suggest anyone looking for a job to to switch that on 
I like that. I like that tangible, quick, easy advice that we they can literally do right now on their phone. So do that open to work section on your LinkedIn. Amazing. Amazing. I was thinking about Indeed. Do you go through those uh, for entry level, maybe more mid level? Um, I feel like old people use Indeed. I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I don't do, like it. There's we, too many emails. They spam you. It's just maybe it's great for you. Like, I don't know your like just as a resource for recruiters. I hate it as a consumer. Yeah, I think we post jobs through there. Um, we really don't use it as a recruiting tool or me personally. Um, I'd say for recruiting tools, we're using, you know, LinkedIn recruiter, um, different portfolio sites, available sites, resources across um, the board there. So for the most part, I'd say most recruiters in the advertising industry, um, the creative industry are using LinkedIn recruiter to find candidates. Um, sometimes yeah. some other stuff, but I would say the majority of our time is spent on there. Okay. That's fair. What about like um, portfolio schools when you're looking for um, more entry-level roles uh, for creative roles specifically? Are you going to like the creative circus? Are you going to... Um, Denver ad school, are you going to Chicago portfolio school or ad house in New York? There's not many of them, but they pay a lot of money. They're committed are as a recruiter. Are you aware of those? Uh, do you go to those frequently, those open tables that they might have? Do you, do you put those applicants ahead of people that are not for portfolio school? That's a big question that I have. Um, I wouldn't say we put them ahead of people who don't go to portfolio school. Um, yep. I think there's, you know, a lot of reasons for that where not everyone can afford to go to a portfolio school, the opportunity yeah, yeah. not open to everyone. So kind yeah. of just keeping an open playing field for everyone. Um, they definitely are helpful, you know, like they're giving you experience and um, expertise that most people won't get. Um, and we do have creative recruiters that work solely on creative roles um, yeah. at all different levels that get involved in things like that attend career fairs, um, different portfolio reviews, things like that. So, um, and also our creative team is sending us portfolios from people we they've found across different um, portfolio schools they've found on LinkedIn. Um, so it's not just recruiters finding people too. Sometimes the team will send us over someone and think, hmm, this person might be a good fit for our team. Can you do a phone screen with them and see if they'd be interested? Um, so there's always a lot of people with eyes out there. Yep. Yep. That's a good point. Good point. And Real quick, can you see this? This is my resume. What would you give it out of 10 right now? Seven out of seconds. 10. Um, She's looking at my resume, 10 seconds. It's really good. A six? A six out of 10? Six Just out of 10. because there's a lot of words and not a lot I, of white space, um, which, you know, it's obviously good to have a lot well, of Well, it's yellow paper. That's probably why. <laughs> um, you know, like it needs to be very clear for people to be able it's to clear. quickly. Um, you're not you're looking through a through a camera it's clear everybody <laughs> i got six out of ten on my own i mean that's not bad. i wouldn't even write my own resume a 10 out of 10 so <laughs> <laughs> i'm a tough grader so <laughs> wow that's good stuff um, well code and theory is a great agency so they need people you know they need tough recruiters that's you know that's the name of the game um enough about my resume but um what about tips on a phone screen um which is what I, when i was and i know we're we're having a great conversation. We're going to keep this rolling a little bit longer. Um, when I was applying back in the day, I say it like it was a long time ago, but it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> my One of my big goals was to just get the phone screen. Just get to the phone screen. If they can get me on the phone, I'm pretty confident where I can, you know, I can talk my way through it. And, you know, that would be a great point for me. 
and I found myself pretty well. But it's hard to get to that phone screen because there's hundreds of applicants. You said like 300. I'm sure you get more than that for some of your roles, way more than that, or especially, you know, it's such a great agency. Um, You know, but once you get to that phone screen, like, what are some of those big pieces of advice like that you would give to students that are like on the phone? um, Or is it a Zoom call now for that first call? Is it? You know, it depends on on the recruiter. Um, Me personally, my style is um, to do a phone screen first over the phone. Um, I personally feel like, especially for the interns and the juniors that I'm working with, it might be a little overwhelming for their first conversation with me to be a video call. Um, I think every recruiter works a little bit differently. So some agencies might do a Zoom call or a Google Meets call for their first um, screening. A lot of people will just do a phone call for the first call um, just to kind of, you know, the main thing about that is for me to tell you a little bit more about the role um, and the company as a whole. Um, And then I get a sense for, you know, what you've been doing, um, what you're looking for, the type of position you're looking for, because, you know, it might not be a great, your experience might fit right into what we're looking for, but it might not be what you want. Um, So I think Mm. the number one thing, and especially with interns and juniors, um, is nerves, which we all get. I get nerves when I do interviews too. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But something to, to understand and to know is that your recruiter wants you to succeed um we want every phone call that we have with a candidate to be the best call ever um we're always rooting for you um and i think from you know the other side as i've obviously been a job seeker myself um is to understand that like they've obviously taken an interest to you they're curious about your experience and like what you're looking for um so kind of just take that time to to be yourself and to tell them what you're about um and kind of try and forget about the nerves. I know it's hard to say like, don't be nervous on a phone call because everyone's going to be nervous. Um, you'll be nervous mm-hmm. until the the last phone screen you ever do in your life. Um, but to, to kind of understand like your recruiter's there for you and they want you to do well. Um, and the best case scenario is for you to have an awesome phone call. Um, and for them at the end of the phone call to be like, that was a really great conversation. I'm really excited. Um, nice. So I'd say that's my, my, my big thing is to just understand that like we, um, understand what it's like to go through interviews. We've been on the other side and we want you to succeed. Um, so once you kind of get through those nerves, um, it's all about being prepared for the phone call. So, you know, I don't expect you to get on a, a phone screen with me and like name off every project we've ever done. Um, I do expect you to go on though. to, <laughs> it would be impressive. Um, I do expect you to, to go onto the website, um, kind of do a glance over of the different work mm-hmm. we've done, um, the type of work we've done, um, and maybe like something caught your eye. So maybe someone's on our mm-hmm. website and saw that we've been doing work for Adidas. Um, they're like, you know, I've, I've always been really interested in their brand work. Um, like I'd love to, to kind of talk to the team a little bit more about that. Um, so definitely do your research. Um, you want to know how no- I do my research? How? I see if there's a podcast affiliated with the agency, whether it's their own podcast or the CEO has been on a podcast or yeah. some sort of creatively it's been on a podcast, memorize that, learn that, and then regurgitate it. No, I mean, that's screen. an awesome idea. I mean, I've done yeah. that with even with when I came to code, um, looking up different podcasts that um, any of our executives have done, any yeah. of our employees, um, see how they market code. Um, and especially yeah. when I first started recruiting here, um, being able to hear how other people market code in theory and the work we do and talking about it from a more, um, technical stance is really awesome. So that's, that's mm-hmm. an amazing idea to, it's easy too. you know, you could do it while you're you working out, while you're walking, yep. you know, yep. <laughs> you, you could do it listen. so many different ways. Um, so 
I always assume that like when you're getting on a phone call for me, like you'll obviously know the position you're interviewing for. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's a little bit more of an informational call. So like we don't have a position exactly for you at the moment, um, but okay. we're really interested in your work and we, we want to make a connection. So when something opens up or we can make something kind of available to you, um, we'll have that connection. That's an um, interesting situation. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just find really good talent um, and yep. you're not sure where to put them, but you know you want That's them to work at your to company. Be in. Uh, those yeah, people I mean, probably aren't listening to this podcast, those people. <laughs> um, uh, what about um, like references? Uh, like like if, like how, how does that work? So if somebody's like, know somebody in the agency and they, they say, hey, can you pass my name along to HR, to a recruiter? Do you get those? Do people just not send those around? Do you value those? What's the situation there? Should they have a million of them? Should they try to get 10 references from people in the same department? Like, what's your stance on that? You know, referrals are amazing. They're great. You know, like, um, I think the biggest thing to do is definitely to talk to the person um, who's referring you first. So ask them if they could have either a 15 minute phone chat or a video chat or post COVID be able to like meet it for coffee or something like that. If you live in the same city. Zoom um, call. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a zoom call or something like that is really great. Um, it's best to kind of talk to them first. Um, be like, do you have 15 minutes? Like I saw you work um, as a brand strategist at code and theory. Um, I'm really interested in joining code and theory as a brand strategy intern. I'd love to talk a little bit more about the work you do. Um, can we set up like a 15 minute phone chat? Um, or even if you're just doing it over, you know, LinkedIn message, you're just messaging each other, asking them a little yep. bit more about what they do um, and how it really feels in a day to day. Um, yep. So that way, by the time you get onto a phone screen with the recruiter, you already know what you're talking about um, and you're a little mm -hmm. bit more excited, too. Um, so referrals are great. You know, like I definitely think um, from an inside standpoint, like you should definitely feel confident in any referral you're sending over. Um, so like anyone you're sending over as a referral, you've definitely vetted. Um, mm -hmm. you've had conversations with, um, you feel like their experience would lie well with us. Um, right. and you know, it's, a, it's a great way to make connections with people. Um, even if there's not any open opportunities at the time. That's um, smart. That's a really good point. Keep going with that. Yeah. I mean, um, so if I say, if I wanted to work at X company, but they had no recruiter positions open, um, mm -hmm. but I reached out to someone on the talent team over there and it'd be like, Hi, my name is Michelle. I'm a talent professional. Um, I've really admired the work you've been doing. Um, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about what a day-to-day -day is like um, at X yep. company. Um, that's a great way to meet people um, and to make conversations. And they're like, okay, maybe we don't have any open roles at this position um, or at this time. But the mm -hmm. second that they have an open role, um, they're going to be thinking about you first. Um, that's, so it's, that's, a, it's hard to do that. It's, you know, it's hard. doing it yes. early <laughs> and even having the motivation when there's not that job that pops up, you know, it is, you know, you want to make it seem less transactional. You try to be honest. You want it. It's a relationship you're building and you want to do that early on. Like back in September, I was telling people like, this is the time to start like actually networking early on in, in the school year. If you're looking for internships, because yeah. they will Absolutely. open up, you know, everybody knows internships open up towards the, like March but not the case with code and theory it's year round. So creating those early relationships. I love that. Yeah. And I think that's really the biggest part of your career is making networking connections with people. Um, whether you're looking for a job or you're comfortable in the position you have, it's always mm -hmm. good to make connections with people, whether it's following industry leaders, 
following people from other agencies where you really admire the work they're doing and maybe you are comfortable and you never want to leave your agency, um, but you can get ideas on how to be better at your job, yes. um, you know, ways that you can improve yourself. Um, so I, I always suggest people, whether it's um, joining different organizations, um, that you could talk about your career a little bit more, join different clubs, um, making friends across different agencies. Um, yeah, that's you know, fun it always too. does. It feels weird talking to people over the internet and like reaching out to people on yeah. LinkedIn with, you know, no real ask. Um, but mm. I mean, anyone who's passionate about their career would be happy to talk more about it. Um, and if you're seeing someone post a lot of LinkedIn um, and they're always sharing about their agency and the type of work they're doing and how much they love their job, those are the perfect people to, to reach out to. Yep. Um, they're more than happy to spend 15 minutes talking oh, about yeah. Um, the company they're working at or the type of job they're doing or or why they ended up where they are. So um, I definitely suggest like just be bold, go out there and take new opportunities that you may feel uncomfortable doing. Um, but that's how you're going to be successful. Love it. Amazing. What resources do you follow to stay up to date with the industry, with your role specifically? Any like magazines, blogs, newspapers, books, anything like that off the top of your head. If not off the top of your head, just let me know and I can put that in like our graphics and for the social media. Anything though that comes off right away? Yeah, um, from an HR recruiting standpoint, um, SHRM, which is the Society of HR Management. What's it called? Um, SHRM, S-H-R-M. Um, okay. It's the Society for Human Resource Management. Um, they have really great articles about different um, parts of like labor relations and employment law and recruiting. Um, and whether it's like increasing the diversity in your candidate pools or finding mm -hmm. new ways to recruit for remote workers or whatever it may be, they have really great um, articles there. Um, they have different um, events right now, obviously virtual, but they have different like in-person networking events that you could attend, things like that. Nice. Um, on the advertising digital world kind of end, obviously like ad age, ad world, um, I hate to say it, but you know, TikTok has some great resources. Yeah. Um, you Love know, it. There's, I'm on TikTok I, plenty of time. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one person specifically, I'm I'm blanking on her name. Um, about she gives, advertising. Yeah. She gives um, really great advice on careers, whether it's landing your first job or what to do when you get these specific questions on interviews, things like that. So I think it's really great that we've kind of opened up our mediums for communicating better um, interviewing tips, um, career tips, mm -hmm. whether it comes to like, you know, YouTubing, um, different, um, skills for interviews and things like sure. that. Um, there's so yeah. many different resources schools where you can the, kind of schools do the free LinkedIn learning. If you have like your school yeah. account, pretty sure like most schools have free LinkedIn learning. Those are awesome. Really I used to do those all the time when I was an intern. Um, and like, like lynda.com, all those different types of resources. Um, whenever I would have a free 15 minutes, I would go on and do a quick course on, um, you know, like recruiting or, um, onboarding or anything right. of, of the sort that I was something. interested in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, awesome. so it's awesome. There's so many free resources out there for, you know, yeah. especially people who are job searching, um, just maximize the different channels you're, you're going on and use the internet yeah. to your advantage. Yeah. Think about your daily habits. Like, uh, you know, even like. 20 minutes a day if you could figure out some way to to learn something new or keep that in your daily routine that's great so Absolutely. and and michelle you've been great that everybody can reach out to you on linkedin is that okay absolutely yeah you're probably gonna get two million people requesting 
informational <laughs> interviews. So that's how many listeners we have. Great. Um, awesome. So you've been great. Let's keep in touch. Everybody, please reach out to Michelle. Code in Theory is an agency you want to be in. So thank you again. Thank you for having me. Have a great night. You too. Thank you all for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's guest. Make sure you go and connect with them on LinkedIn. Tell them that Breaking and Entering sent you. Now, thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio technician, and Buchan Zhang, our creative director, as well as the student team from the Midnight Oil Agency at the University of Illinois. Can't do it without you all. Thank you very much. We will see you all next week with another amazing guest.